Hi, this is your host, Ryan, and I'm here today with our very special guest, Dr. Beverly Yates. Dr. Beverly Yates is an expert on weight loss and women's health in particular, including PCOS weight loss. She has over two decades of clinical experience. She's a caring doctor and a lifelong athlete. In her former career as an MIT-educated electrical engineer, Dr. Beverly was a problem solver. And now as a doctor, she continues to use her problem-solving skills to help other women solve their weight loss problems. And in today's interview, we're going to be talking about craving the truth about sugar, specifically as it relates to PCOS weight loss. Dr. Beverly, thanks so much for being with us here today. Hey, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing very well. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I know that there's a lot of confusion in mythology. I, I'm very excited to talk about it this as well. Why don't we just dive right in, Beverly? The sure. question that I have on my mind is, does sugar actually affect PCOS weight loss? Yes. Yes, it does. It makes it much, much harder to lose extra PCOS-related weight. Um, eating the sugar causes a rise in the blood sugar, and that represents extra energy. Now, this rise in the blood sugar makes the body want to store that extra energy that it doesn't need right away as fat. And that happens each time too much sugar is eaten at any one time. So here's the key note. You know, this cycle of eating sugar and turning it into body fat can be really a tough cycle to break. That's especially true for women with PCOS. Polycystic ovarian syndrome takes no prisoners with this issue. So it can lead to continual relentless weight gain and real problems with having any success, frankly, at losing weight. The frustration levels are huge here. And cravings plays a role in that, correct? Yes, it does. Yes, so it do does. women and girls with PCOS often have food cravings and especially cravings for foods with sugar? Yeah, they do. Typically, they do. Um, in a current online survey, survey that I'm leading and from my clinical experience, I hear from women all the time and from girls that they are having strong cravings for sugar and particularly in the late afternoon and in the evening. And this adds to the struggle with weight loss because people feel like they are compelled to have sugary things, particularly at that time of day. Once a person weighs more than they should, the body begins to want more and more sugar. So here's the key takeaway. That's an unfair reality, but it's a reality. Sugar wants more sugar. And basically, that extra body fat wants to make even more body fat, and it drives even further a craving for sugar. This is a vicious cycle. I think that's a really important point, and I, I might even ask you to, to just restate that because I think it's really important. So what you're saying is that when you gain weight and you have more excess fat, that actually causes you to crave even more sugar. That's is that right. correct? That's right. After a certain point, like 5 to 10 pounds overweight is not such a big deal. But once you hit 20, 30, 40 or more pounds overweight, you know, outside of your healthy weight range, your body's biochemistry shifts and the extra fat, believe it or not, starts to put out all sorts of unfriendly chemicals that literally are toxic. They poison you. And one of the ways in which they do that is they feed a cycle that drives food cravings, usually for sweets. Um, because it really helps to satisfy that need for the fat to make more of itself, if you will. So just to keep this really simple, um, eating extra sugar than you need causes it to be stored as fat. And when you hit your own personal tipping point of too much fat, then the fat wants to make yet more fat. And so it drives food cravings that really, really can make this much harder for people to be successful with losing weight if they have PCOS. Wow. So fat drives food cravings. What about stress? Does oh. stress affect uh, PCOS weight loss and the sugar cravings? Hugely. You bet. Yes, it sure does. Um, one of the things that I think is little appreciated is how much stress alters the body, and it's a silent factor. It's like high blood pressure. People don't even realize how much stress is messing up their health. 
So it can truly affect the best laid plans for weight loss of all kinds, and that includes with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So if a woman or a girl has PCOS and she's feeling particularly stressed out, especially if it's a longer-term stress, she's far more likely to have these really upsetting, deep-seated, strong sugar cravings, and they can wreck even the strongest willpower. Now, for anyone listening to this, I want to be really clear. If this describes your situation, don't waste any time, please. Don't waste any time feeling bad about a so-called lack of willpower. It isn't true. Willpower is not the issue. The changes the body goes through with stress, especially chronic stress, makes it highly likely that sugar cravings will be an issue to deal with. It's not the same thing as willpower at all. Let me explain. Sugar is a fast source of energy and helps to immediately soothe and calm feelings of stress. If you are stressed, of course you want to eat sugar. It's fast fuel. It gives you fast energy for a short period of time. It's like your body thinks you're running away from a bear or a tiger, and so it needs that fuel and it needs it now. So it wants sugar in order to meet that need. But you know what? That's the trap. The sugar you eat gives your blood sugar a fast rocket ride up, and then just after this rocket ride up comes the sugar crash, leaving you feeling tired, crabby, and bloated. This is an important part of how the weight gain associated with PCOS builds up over time. Wow. And it's funny, as you're saying that, I was even, even as myself, as a man, thinking about when I'm really stressed out, that tends to be the time when I'll reach for junk food. Yeah. And I always just assumed it was a willpower thing. No. But it makes sense when you say that it's the stress is actually causing the sugar cravings, not sort of the lack of willpower. That's exactly right, Ryan. I think that a lot of people beat themselves up and feel bad and just, you know, make a lot of inappropriate wrong assumptions about themselves they have nothing to do with you know willpower or emotional strength or anything like that it's just called this is how your body works this is this is how we're made so listen this was a really good sort of kind of background information good understanding that both fat and stress can help can can be contributors to the cravings so if you're suffering from pcos and you have the cravings that you're talking about is there anything that you can do to reduce them or to get rid of the sugar cravings? Yes, most definitely. You're not trapped. There is help available. There are specific herbs and supplements, for instance, that I use with my patients um, that really help boost their chances for success with this, along with certain changes and knowledge about nutrition and diet choices. Also, the importance of good sleep habits and other lifestyle pieces that can help a PCOS sufferer to reduce or to get rid of these unwanted and, frankly, unhelpful sugar cravings. I put together a helpful guide called the Ultimate PCOS Weight Loss Herbs and Supplements Guide, which covers this dish issue in depth. If you want to sign up for the email list or to buy the guide, you can go to this website, which is http colon slash slash www.pcosweightlosstips.com for more information. So it's pcosweightlosstips.com. Yes, that's Great. right. Great. So that, that that that's really good. That that there are herbs out there. It's nice to know that there's that there there is a, a way to to kind of uh, combat some of those cravings. One of the one of the other questions I had as you were talking is, you know, there are different types of sugar, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to know, do all kinds of sugar affect PCOS weight loss in the same way? Like for example. If you drink a, a fruit a fruit juice, which ha naturally has sugar in it, is that a healthy choice? Yeah, <laughs> you know that's a great question, Ryan. Thanks for answering for asking it. Um, from my surveys recently and in working with PCOS sufferers over the years, I've learned that quite a number of women with PCOS make the mistake of thinking that fruit juice, even freshly squeezed fruit juice, 
is a healthy choice for their weight loss needs. This is a mistake. Drinking lots of fruit juice really spikes the blood sugar and, as we just discussed, directly leads to the weight gain and an unwelcome increase in body fat percentage. The reason the fruit juice is a problem is not because fruit is a problem, it's because you've now taken the juice part away from the fiber part of the fruit. That's why you get that spike in blood sugar and get onto that cycle we just described of increasing body fat. So the best way to get fruit into your regular nutrition, frankly, is to eat fruit in its natural state. So, for example, this means eat an apple with the skin on, you know, don't peel it. Um, and focus on eating fruits that have a low glycemic index or a low GI index. Sometimes you'll see that, particularly when you're looking for things online. A low glycemic index means that the food has a lower impact on your blood sugar. For PCOS, this is a really good thing to focus on. It's a huge part of getting to success with PCOS weight loss. Fruits that are blood sugar friendly will include the berry family, especially the blueberries and strawberries. They're rich in fiber and other really great nutrients like antioxidants that help slow aging and boost your metabolism. This promotes fat burning instead of fat storage. That's a good thing. Got it. So it's interesting. I, I never would have expected that, but it completely makes sense. You know, you've got soda, you've got fruit juice, and then you've got a whole host of beverages out there that are made with what I'd call like artificial sweeteners, yeah. fake sugars. <laughs> Do those have any effect on, on PCOS weight loss? Yes, and it's really interesting. It's not the effect you would think. I think when these products were first um, developed, people probably thought that they could get the joy of sweetness with, without having to pay the fat tax, so to speak, and that there would be a free ride here. You know, So it's an interesting question with a surprising answer. So let, let's check this out. Research has shown that when a person uses artificial sweeteners, the fake sugars, the brain senses the sweetness. And the brain gets tricked into thinking, hey, a bunch of calories are on the way. Typically, foods that are sweet tend to be higher in calories. Now, since the artificial sweeteners do not contain the expected extra calories, the brain then sends out signals to the body to want to eat more food in order to get the calories the brain was tricked into thinking were coming. Nasty wow. process, huh? That's, that's wow. not fair, right? Like, whoa, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that diet soda? is actually part of the problem? Yes, I'm saying that very clearly. And there's actual research. You can go to any of the uh, PubMed websites, National Institutes of Health kinds of websites, and look this up for yourself. This is real. So the very thing the artificial sweeteners were supposed to help with, which is lowering the calories from, quote, sugar, unquote, winds up backfiring big time. It causes people to eat more than they otherwise would since the brain is tricked into expecting yet more calories and now wants to eat more food than is really needed. It also ratchets up the sweet tooth, right? That sugar monkey climbs even deeply on, more deeply on somebody's back. And now they want even more sugar or sweet stuff, in this case, artificial sweeteners. You know, so yikes, yikes, this is not good. Wow. So it's really, if you have a beverage that's high in sugar, you're going to put on the weight because the, sh the sugar content. Right. If you have a beverage that's high in an artificial sweetener, you're going to put on the weight because you're going to consume more calories or calories that you otherwise wouldn't consume just because you've tricked your brain. So yep. sounds like the only feasible alternative is really to drink some good old-fashioned water. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes what's old is new again. You know, sometimes uh, I live in California, and sometimes we have laws in various cities try to pass to ban sugary sodas. And, you know, I'm like, people, the cheapest option is water. I, you know, I, it's just an interesting time in our society that we even struggle with this concept. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
is there anything that we need to talk about that we haven't covered in terms of, of artificial sweeteners and, and sort of easing the quote-unquote sweet, sweet tooth? Or did we cover everything you wanted to talk about on that subject? Well, you know, I think to just give some more information about it is there's a bigger picture here, you know? So like you said, like we just covered, artificial sweeteners can be a real setup for eating more calories than makes sense. You know, so you say, well, gee, is it ever okay to enjoy sweet treats? But, you know, listen, based on how the brain works, when it's tricked into expecting more calories, when a person uses the artificial sweeteners, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? You know, it's no secret that in general, women don't lose weight as easily as men, just as comparing one group to the other. And they work harder in general than men need to at weight loss, broadly speaking. Now, for PCOS, women work even harder to lose weight and can find that their efforts are doomed to fail if they use the artificial sweeteners and fake sugars to replace the sweetness of sugar. So in this case, so-called sweet treats are not really a treat if they involve using these artificial sweeteners. Eating more than makes sense as a response to the brain's confusion about what artificial sweeteners really mean is never a way to win with weight loss. So for sweet treats that don't have bitter tricks, it's better to use the low glycemic fruits in their natural state and let those be your sweet treats, your desserts, if you will. And then they don't have any bitter tricks that will sabotage your hard-won PCOS weight loss efforts. Got it. Got it. This is all very, very fascinating to me and very helpful. I'm thinking if we just to kind of boil this down into you know key, you know simple information that someone listening to this can can walk away from. When it comes to reading food labels, at the end of the day, what's the number one most important thing about sugar that women and girls dealing with PCOS weight loss or weight issues really need to know? Sure, sure thing. So here's the take-home message on that. For this particular set of issues, it's really important. You've got to read all the labels for the foods and the drinks and the snacks that you consume and read them carefully so that you know what you are putting in your mouth. You'd be surprised. Sometimes things that don't taste very sweet have an amazing amount of carbohydrate or sugar in them. And some things that taste kind of sweet maybe don't have so much. So get the facts. Look at the labels. Look specifically for the carbohydrate content and try to keep the total carbs low so you don't accidentally spike your blood sugar. So to be specific, strive to keep your meals at about 25 to 30 grams of sugar or lower with the sugars, quote unquote, labeled as, quote, carbohydrates, unquote, on the food labels. Keep the beverages and snacks at 10 grams of carbos or lower. This means if you want to enjoy a soda and you want a soda with actual sugar, look for one with cane sugar, not high fructose corn syrup. And then if a serving size, let's say, is 10 ounces and it's 40 grams of carbs for all 10 ounces, you can have two and a half ounces. So measure it out and that will keep you at 10 grams of carbs or lower. You know, when I was a kid, sometimes soda was sold in smaller amounts, like six or eight ounces was common. It wasn't 32 and 64 ounces at a time. And people didn't struggle with their weight like they do now. I think the supersizing thing is a disaster for the national nutritional picture. You know, and just as important for our take-home message here is to eat plenty of fiber and non-starchy vegetables like kale, chard, and spinach with any of the foods that contain more than about five grams of carbohydrate per serving. And that should help you to avoid big swings, big spikes in your blood sugar that lead to the classic PCOS weight gain and increase in body fat percentage. Fiber is your friend every day, and especially with blood sugar management. Beverly, this is fantastic. Is there anything that I should have asked you on the topic of sugar cravings as it relates to PCOS weight issues that uh, we haven't yet talked about? No, I think we've covered it uh, in depth here, Ryan. I just wanted to make sure we got out both the obvious things, the things people probably know, 
who are looking for credible information on PCOS, as well as some fine points that I don't think are well-known at all. I really want to help to spread quality, credible information so that the women who are looking for this information can know that there's hope for their situation and the help is available and that they should keep working on it. It's worth, it's worth striving for what they want for their PCOS weight loss goals. Beverly, thank you so much for your time today and for, for being with us. This was really fantastic. It was great. My pleasure as always. Thank you so much. To learn more about Dr. Beverly Yates and her programs, as well as to get a free complimentary report containing weight loss tips and secrets, which are all geared specifically for women with PCOS, visit PCOSWeightLossTips.com. Once again, that's PCOSWeightLossTips.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Take care.